I know you're listening back to this now and smiling as you're editing this. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of We Got Mail. Um, we got here. We got here. We got here. Finally, after how long? Lots of talking. Lots of talking. Lots of few months. months. Few months. Few months. No, but it, best laid plans and all that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. actually, the calm, relaxed way in which we've all kind of, you know, it's felt in itself quite healthy. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think so. And it gave you a chance, Cher, to dive into your podcast on your own. It so did. It's kind of given you it, an it, opportunity it, to sort of, of a, dip your toe. A bit of a spin-off, actually. <laughs> a bit of a spin-off. Because Nate got me thinking when he talked about this, and then... I had a go at it and really enjoyed it, actually. So, yeah, I think podcasts are very, um, they're very relaxing to listen to. Once you find the right one to listen to, it's like, it's like when you're, when you're reading a book, you know, there's so many categories and authors and when you find the right one, you have a good read, you know, you enjoy it. And I think it's the same with podcasts. Seeing as, Cher, you are, the seasoned veteran of uh, <laughs> podcasting. Uh, why don't you tell us uh, what this podcast is all about? This podcast is all about... Well, it was actually a seed that you sowed. So it's all Nate's fault, everyone, whoever's listening. Um, we're just three... We're just three guys travelling through midlife um, on a journey, really, um, with different, very different backgrounds... And um, we're just here to hang out, really, and talk about life and anything that anybody wants to put on the table, I think, which is a nice, um, it's a nice uh, place to be, to kind of just be together and harmonise and, you know, try and understand a little bit more about stuff. (laughs) I like that. And I'm going to chime in because a few months back I was chatting to Paul because we'd already floated this idea of, of doing a podcast, and I just share with Paul how, in Paul's company, I find his presence a bit like a, a haven, a safe harbour was the mm. phrase I used. And it's what got me thinking about masculinity and what is masculinity, but what is healthy masculinity, or what does journeying through manhood look like in a healthy way? So for me, it all became about um, three men um, who are doing manhood and who are interested in it and want to do it in a really healthy and constructive way and hey who knows leave a legacy Mm. for sure indeed for me it feels like there's a kind of a, a thread that kind of links us as you say, we all come from different backgrounds. We have kind of different thoughts and emotions about lots of different things. But there's a, there's kind of when we're together, not necessarily the three of us, but as kind of just as we're as we're passing through through work and what have you, that there is a there's a calmness um, around any kind of interaction that we have. There's a there's a comfort in it. There's um, a peace, if you like. Um, and just being kind of in the company of somebody um, who 
kind of you know that you're in a safe space and I think that's what you were talking about um it's always like a real pleasure and a real kind of just you just kind of come down a little bit you drop your shoulders you know that you're kind of in the company of um companions that kind of have a similar outlook on just just the way that they treat people the way that they just are and the being um and i think it comes from a kind of a sensitivity um towards um your passion really i know you know i think it's a, it's very easy to um kind of align it particularly with your photography if you have a kind of um any kind of creative output i think that's it and nate my my sort of first memory of you um was when you kind of introduced your journey through music i remember that very vividly because it was the first time i'd really heard you kind of speak and 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 seen what you were all about and there was a real kind of um vulnerability to the way that you presented it but there was also kind of like your passion for it showed through and so you immediately connect with somebody through that because you kind of feel that you kind of go okay i'm i'm with you completely with where you are um love that Oh, yeah. It's very interesting how you describe that. Because it, it's like, it's pinpoint accurate. <laughs> it never feels like it. No, but when you said how we all are with each other, as you were saying it, I was, in my head I was just going, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just really, it's really, it, it, it's really comforting. It's, it's just like um, you go into an environment, a work environment, and... There is, you know, I, I, I always, you, you hope that you're, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a particularly relaxed or chilled person necessarily, but I find myself um, very relaxed in the company and therefore that's, that's, I kind of reflect it back really mm. more than anything else. Um, and it, it makes, it makes everything really easy. Um, but I suppose you have to have your radar up to be picking up that thing to be able to mirror it back in the, in the first yeah. place anyway. So. And, and for context, Paul said that, sat here in just a really cool T-shirt, some khaki cargos, and he looks straight out of a surf magazine, like, you know, with his kind of highlighted hair that's all kind of flowing free. Out of a bottle. So, you know, yeah. and he's the picture of... Um, of, of, of calm and, uh, and and laid back, definitely. And he also looks like he's being interviewed by me and Nate. I don't quite know how we worked that out. Actually, <laughs> With the seating position. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> Centre stage is not, not where I belong, most definitely. Certainly not in a recording studio, anyway. <laughs> Certainly not in a recording studio. Wow. Well, you know, one of the things that we hope to do as the podcast grows and as more or more episodes come out, it's just kind of build on different topics, you know, and uh, we might feature a particular topic on uh, a given episode and, and, and hopefully we'll be able to have guests come in because, you know, part of it's hearing from other people's experiences and, and, um, and gleaning from their wisdom. But um, I don't know, this does feel kind of like a more of an introductory episode. So, Cher, um, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are? Who I am? Well, let's bore everybody. Um, so Cher is in midlife. 
Cher runs a photography business with his wife, wedding photography business, for the last 15 years. Um, prior to that, I was in uh, working in IT after graduating and studying IT at university. So, yeah, been married for 23 years, have two beautiful children and a beautiful wife. Um, very grateful. Struggled through COVID, as most people did. Um, some great opportunities came out of it, work-wise. And um, I'm currently, as Nate mentioned, doing my own podcast as well. Um, delving into that, I'm studying to become a personal trainer at the moment, which I should hope to be done by the end of the year. I'm training for a charity bike ride at the end of the year. Uh, I'm working with these two lovely gents. Um, yeah, that's a very high level summary <laughs> of me. I, I really and some surprises there. Uh, a couple of surprises. A couple of surprises and, um, in there. Straight. Well, yeah, quite, yeah. A, quite a roster to try and um, to match. To try and match. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But which, uh, which are the surprises? The PT training. PT training. Not that you, you know don't look that? like I didn't know about that. Oh, didn't you? I've, I've heard you talking about boxing and things like that. But I just, I just oh, thought no. that was okay. just. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll okay. Talk about that. Okay. Okay. Um, Paul, me. What does Paul do? Um, okay, so um, my uh, I've been spinning a lot of plates in the last couple of years, of which a couple of them have, have um, I've, I've kind of removed, thankfully, or not even thankfully, just just for the time being. Um, I, for the last 20, 25 years, have worked predominantly in the music industry, actually, um, but as a graphic designer because I am completely tone deaf. So as much as I would have loved to have been in a band, never, 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 <laughs> never was a good idea. Um, but I was fortunate enough to um, end up being a graphic designer and primarily doing record covers and CD covers and things, which is still, I have to say, probably my biggest passion um, and the thing that kind of really drives me and that I love doing. Um, and again, and... Cher mentioned it and I've heard this on recent podcasts as well in terms of COVID because it's almost become it's kind of come full circle the COVID conversation mm. particularly in the context of podcasts where it's it's almost it's gone through that time where people have discussed it as a as a as an opportunity for repose and this that and the other and it's become a kind of like oh, COVID again COVID again but it did provide me with an opportunity um to kind of reassess a little bit and look at some other options and so um, as we came out of it I decided to do a PGCE to be a teacher um, with the sort of um, I always think giving something back sounds very very over dramatic and it's probably more tied up with um, uh, some other aspects of myself um, in terms of just wanting to be of service and so I did a PGCE and that's where on that journey I met you both um, not on the PGCE but as a as a consequence of doing that and where I ended up and um, so yeah so plate spinning over the last couple of years have included teaching in secondary school um, working with you both loving um, still doing my design work um, which is phenomenal by the way 
as is your photography. And lecturing at university, which was also a real surprise and, and a real joy. Um, and I am at this moment uh, relinquished of some of my um, teaching schedule at the moment, which was um, a personal choice. And so I'm back now just concentrating on my design, which is, which is yeah, a great place to be. Great place to be. So, yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's where I am at the moment. I'm very happy to be. In fact, it was really interesting. My, 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 um, my daughter was in the kitchen last night having a conversation with one of her friends on the phone and she turned around and she said to me, um, what was your, how was your day on a, on a kind of um, out of 10? And I was like, and yesterday wasn't kind of like one of my best days. And I was like, seven and a half. And she went, that's really good. <laughs> I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She's, and I said, no, that wasn't a great day. And she was like, how can seven and a half not be a great day? Uh, not be, a, uh, you know, a great day. And I was like, well, it's usually like an eight, mostly nines. Mm. And she's like, how do you do that? And I'm like, it's just how I feel. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. And I said, aren't yours? And she went, no. And I was like, oh, we need to do something about that. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, happy days at the moment. Happy, happy days. days. Touch wood always. Brilliant, brilliant. And Nate. It's, it's always the thing, having a conversation like this, where just after what you've both shared about your lives, it kind of feels like so enriching. I get to be in this company, in this company <laughs> of, uh, of, of of friends and, and, and men doing life, you know. So, um, so Nate is a single um midlife uh frustrated creative <laughs> um whose main passion is um music so that's writing uh performing producing uh i'll do a bit of poetry as well i've always I've always had a, a lean towards creative writing and, and, and poetry seems to be my go-to um, of recent years, um, which is very much juxtaposed with my day job, which is highly technical and detailed, which is why I say I'm a frustrated creative because um, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny um, confluence to be in, um, very technical crossing with very, very creative, but, you know, somehow... Uh, that's where I am making it work it's you know it's it's coming together and I think part of the thrill is the challenge of how those two things um, come together um, but I think it's always been because as a as a human um, I just love to understand how things work and I think that's why I've become so fascinated with um, my own personal development and with uh, you know the journey of manhood because I want to know how it works I want to sort of Ooh. lift the bonnet a little bit and um you know I've 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 got a a past that's sort of very peppered with anxiety and depression and uh that's been part of my journey is kind of coming through that um but I'm very very happy to say that um it it's like a it was a night and day you know I'm in the daytime I was very much in the nighttime and um, I think part of that awakening is that a lot of your inner desires and hopes and dreams are certainly for me just like reawoke. And um, I do genuinely, I, I, I became a morning person. 
Mm-hmm. I was not a morning person. I became a morning person. And just being able to start each day, that first intake of breath, and inside you're like, yes, I'm grateful for another day. Yeah. Um, and I think for me that's that's got to be the temperature of um, f- for my life. No matter what goes on in, in the day, it's just knowing that I get to I get to do life, or I get to do another day and uh, have another chance at it, you know, and stuff like that. So um, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels, you know, this doing this podcast, it feels quite cathartic because um, I think it's a lot about looking back and seeing the journey um, that we've all been on. Um, but it's also, I, I think, a lot about looking at the now and wondering how we do the now. And probably it's going to be elements of looking ahead and just seeing what we think the world looks like, you know, in the next sort of season and chapter of our lives. Um, but, yeah, very, very inspired. Um, I'm interested with what you said about a frustrated creative Ooh. because I don't um, I don't think there's ever a, a project or a particular job that goes by that doesn't have a sort of sense of frustration on a, on a, on a kind of project level mm. but I'm I'm what why would why why do you feel your creativity is frustrated which suggests that there's a blockage somewhere or that there's sort of something that's stopping you doing or fulfilling and it, that may be just a, purely a practical question of time or it might be that uh, you know a conflict or a resistance between what what you're seeing as a technical job as opposed to what you're doing and that there isn't a flow a natural sort of um kind of synergy between the two things but what so why why what what would you quantify as frustrating in it i tell you what he asks all the right questions doesn't he that's why he's in there sitting in the middle <laughs> <laughs> oh wow um so what a beautiful thing to ask because um i'm going to try and just sort of be um you know sort of vulnerable here and I think the reason I say I'm a frustrated creative is because I feel like I followed a path in life that was spelled out through my upbringing that was a result of um, the fear of not doing well mm. and the fear of not being successful. And I would say that was my parenting. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it was also my insecurity. Mm-hmm. So I made choices from insecurity to follow a career that was sensible mm-hmm. and that career for me for me started out as IT um, but it wasn't based on playing to my strengths and I think a lot of that's because I didn't know my strengths mm-hmm. a lot of that was because they hadn't been um, encouraged but all of those things it's an interesting point in life because none of those things are anyone else's responsibility now. So I find the frustration is that I feel I haven't found my true calling. Right. Okay. And I'm still doing yeah. what was somewhat dictated to me 
to be safe, to be sensible. But then the other thing that I do is like the carrot. It's drawing me and I find excitement, I find adventure, I find inspiration there. But it's only, it's like one foot there and one foot here. Yeah, okay. I hear you. So, so the, the, the carrot presumably is the music, the poetry, the, the thing. And the you know the 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 technical side the work is is the bit. So there seems to be I mean one of the things that I've tried really hard to work at is is this idea of a flywheel of 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 certain of of different. Um, Rob Bell, who's a somebody who I listen to extensively, he calls it setups, but it, every, every kind of thing you do, every kind of job you do is a setup and it can change in it. Um, you, it, it's there, it, they can be fleeting or that you can be with them forever, but you have to hold them quite loosely. And sometimes we hold them really tightly for sort of social reasons or parenting reasons, all of these kind of things. And what I've tried to, what I try and do is, is is get each kind of different hat that I'm wearing at any given time to feed into the other to move the needle on the other thing. So you're 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 there's a there's a nice flow to it. Mm. Um, and to and I appreciate that some some roles there there doesn't seem to necessarily be that connection with the two. Um, but I think if you if you're all in on the carrot mm -hmm. and your music and this, that and the other, and that is you, then you just hold the work quite loosely. Mm. And and you just sort of, if you like, you put, you just put the emphasis, you say, I am a creative. And then I do this for other reasons, as opposed to kind of going, this is my job and I'm frustrated that I'm not doing this other thing. It doesn't, you just remove the word frustration out of wow. it. And you just say, I'm a creative that this is, this is me. I'm a creative. Yeah. And then I hold this, this job, this technical thing, mm. but I don't hold it tightly. It can change. It can move. It can develop. Well, from this day forward, <laughs> I'm adopting that mindset because that, is an absolute gemstone. That I is. mean, what an absolute nugget. I think the frustration does come in to mm. creatives, though, when... Because you can't turn creativity on or off, it just comes yeah. at certain moments. That could be two in the morning, it could be mm -hmm. you're in the middle of a conversation with somebody, and that I find that frustrating mm -hmm. when it comes to... For me, when it comes to editing... And designing. Sometimes you're just not feeling it. You've got the time allocated to sit there and do it, and you just—I'm not getting anything. Yeah. And then you're up doing one of the other hats. Yeah. And then it's like, and then oh, it I'm getting all these comes. ideas. Oh. <laughs> but it's not. This is not the time. Yeah. And that is frustrating. It is. I find. It is. I. I have a. It's a very strange. So when I was. Um, when I was just doing my design and I, I think it was about nine, uh, 2004, I went, decided to work for myself. So I went effectively freelance, created a little company and 
the initial years were I was sort of a rabbit caught in headlights saying yes to absolutely everything and got had loads of work and I was doing you know six or seven days a week and and things and then kind of through as as music changed as the way that um marketing a record changed the work sort of I wouldn't say it slowed down but it just changed so suddenly there wasn't if you like um press ad deadlines and all of these mm. things that used to fill my time completely um and I found myself sort of probably 15 years later what had taken up most of the week through one reason or another I I had a lot of kind of spare time I and and I would and it was a real joy um, in some ways, but you did feel a bit of a fraud sometimes because <laughs> you were, it felt like in some ways you were working part time. Yeah. And it's a really interesting thing about um, creativity because I really held on, certainly in the last two weeks when I was on holiday, I set myself loads of little tasks and ended up doing nothing. And there was somebody had written somewhere, I can't remember who it was, that, you know, it, if you're creative, it's really important for everybody to do nothing. But there is value in doing nothing. Mm-hmm. There is value in just kind of slowing down. Mm. Um, and I find that, you know, I, can, I, I can't sit at a desk and just do design work. It has to come and it moulds and it works itself out and it almost designs itself and I piece together things in my head when I'm this, when I'm, I might be walking the dock, mm. I might be on the shop floor, I might be doing whatever it is. Um, that's when it will come to me. So it's constantly there. Yeah. Um, and you just remember it. And then that moment when you actually sit down, when you're actually doing the work might only be a couple of hours, mm. you know, the rest mm. of the time it looks like you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, which I suppose is one of the reasons why I've managed to keep, so many of those plates spinning because I had a lot of time to fill yeah if you like and the design work that I was doing you I could I I I was doing a lot of it while I was doing all my other stuff Mm. because it was like designing kind of in your head yeah like vision glasses before vision glasses yes I mean you're kind of like it's all there it's all kind of it's like it's a a tape that's playing in front of you in front of your mind yeah but to speak to you know what what you were talking about in terms of it, it it's more of actually having a more kind of holistic um view or a whole view about your 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 passion and your music and your and your poetry and that can come because it's there it's in your head mm. it's inside you so it's it's never not there it's not a it's not a switch that you switch on and off um so the frustration if there if there is any um, comes with sorting out the, the the division of time and the process of yeah. getting it down and creating and finding that space to kind of create. And perhaps because it is all about perspective, just ch- a shift in my mindset. In other words, getting out of my own way. You know, I, I last year uh, thought a lot about the idea of self sabotage. I think um, this point in our society all of us to some degree you know self sabotage mm-hmm. and i think in in this sort of situation it's more about getting out of my own way and mm-hmm. not seeing the day job as a blocker 
mm-hmm. but actually saying that, wow, this is part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And there is going to be a synergy from that way of thinking and those processes that's going to, like you, using the flywheel analogy, uh, produce movement and momentum in, in the creativity. So, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm a believer in getting efficiency from, from synergy. So, you know, that's exactly what you've described. Um, and I guess, share um, you're very much in the place of having, you know, a full-time day job, so to speak, mm. but also running a successful photography business. So, you know, like for you, how, how does that work? What does it look like for you? Oh, well, it's, it's again, it's spinning plates. It's, we've got our own kind of life cycle, if you like, of clients. Some of them are booking, going through the booking process. Some of them uh, are going through the planning process with us. You know, the wedding is soon coming, working out itineraries and schedules. Some we've shot the wedding and we're editing. Mm -hmm. Some we're designing the album and reviewing with them. Some albums arrived and we're, you know, we're presenting that Mm -hmm. to them. Um, And then delivery. So everybody's at a different stage. So it's making sure that that schedule is kind of up to date and running. I think the day job is pretty standard mm-hmm. in terms of fixed. You know what you're doing mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. you're doing it, but it's slotting in the rest. And then you've got the shoots, obviously the most important part, um, which I weave in and out of work. Um, but it's interesting just keeping it all kind of a float and it just works mm-hmm. I don't know how the almighty the universe does it but I I very much believe in your intention of what you're trying to do and when you just set out to do it if it's right for you it will it will formulate itself and it will it will just work because I'm sure we've all been in situations where there's so much where you're like, how am I going to... Whether it's the start of a really complicated day or a project or something, where you're like, how am I going to get through this? Like, where do I even start? See, that, what's really interesting <laughs> is that I think about... When you, when you, when you talk about all of those different um, places in the journey of, a, of, of the project from beginning to end, mm. and I, you know, there, there's, that's similar in a lot of ways to the, the way some of my, my project work manifests mm. itself... I never think of you or you never come across as somebody who is up late at night, day after day, kind of like really kind of working this out. It feels very relaxed. You are very relaxed about that. So is 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 it a constant thing or is, is there a really nice... But is it really controlled? Because as, as controlled as you appear... Um. Sometimes mm. it's not, um, but I think I've I've started to de-stress a lot about mm-hmm. things because I know they're going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just when you just have to wait. Yeah. If you, I've learned that if you stress about things, mm-hmm. you just you're pushing them away. Or life's just going to happen, right? Yeah. If you if we worry about how I'm going to digest my food tomorrow, yeah, there's just no point. It's no, no, just no. going to do it. It's just going to. 
No. It's just going to get on with it. My heart's going to be the same way. And those things we can't control. No. We can't control. No, no, no. They just happen. Um, and I think it's the same with certain work. There are certain elements you can control, like when you have to call somebody, mm-hmm. what you speak to them about, um, setting expectations, what you're going to deliver, and all of those things. And you know your tasks, and you have to just do them to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. You you can't do more than that. It's no. impossible. No. You can't do more than that. I love that. It's just, sometimes it's just got to, um, you've got to let it flow. And Nate, when you were talking about you know, writing the music. I remember watching one of Michael Jackson, big fan, by the way, <laughs> one of his interviews where he was being asked about how he writes the music. And he was saying that some songwriters, he said, they get in the way of the music. He said, you've got to let it write itself. Mm. He said, get out of the way of the music. Yeah, nice. Let it write itself. And I think it's the same with work, whether it's creative or non-creative. You have to, um, you have to let it flow. But everyone's got their own flow. Yes, Everyone's got their own rhythm. Yeah. Everyone's got their own vibration. Yes. And it's knowing your vibration. Yeah. But I think you can change. And speaking to your some of your, you can change that vibration. You can change that. You, you know, can change and that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I've I've absolutely. Um, you know, that was something that I very much sort of did. Uh, you know, I I. Um, I, I I did I I had a reputation I have had a reputation in the past for being not the chilled person not the <laughs> right. not the not the if you like the level head you know and I know that I am and I suppose it I probably I may even reflect it probably more because of it's it's a contrast to how I have been in the past so oh, I'm I'm can't imagine that. I know a lot of people. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange one, but it's it's um, it's uh, it's fascinating. But it's a lovely it's a lovely place to be to be able to kind of um, uh, feel like that most of the time. It comes back to that eight and nine out of ten mm. because actually it's not it's 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 mindset. Mm. It's it's having that. that you're calm you're so mindset. right though because I remember going back maybe five or six years when we'd be at a shoot and I'd be very stressy mm-hmm. like I'd be telling my wife oh we got to get this we got to get that Maggie what are we going to do in this particular venue the lighting's like this and she used to really calm me she'd say look we're going to get it mm-hmm. stop stressing about it Yeah, you know it will happen you've, yeah. got, you've got the idea in your head and we'll take care of it and she was always right we'd always walk away with the shots yeah. like, every time Yeah, yeah. and she'd always say yeah, I don't know what you're stressing about we'll get it yeah. You need a that's wing good. person. That's you good. need a wing person. That's what this podcast is. <laughs> it is wing people. That's wingmen. It, it is wingmen. It is. Man. We want we want people who maybe feel like they're in a bit of a silo, or you know they're a bit out on a limb. They're you know a bit of an island and everything. They want we want people to feel connected. We want people to gain a sense of hope. Um, I was listening to another podcast, different podcast, a couple of weeks ago. And there was this belter of a statement uh, that he came out with. He said, um, it's not too much pain that's the problem. It's too little hope. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he was unpacking around, as humans, we have a phenomenal ability to endure hardship. It's hope that gets us through. Yes. 
and he cited uh, Sir Roger Bannister, you know, getting to the four-minute mile. So up to that point, scientists said it is physically impossible. And Roger Bannister really did go hard, 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 and he had to go through a, a lot of, um, you know, break through a lot of sort of physical barriers and pain barriers and stuff. In the year following, I think it's something like the year following him breaking the four-minute mile, there were like over a hundred people that did it. Yeah, because they believe it can be yeah. done. Because now they know it's it can be done with hope. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know. it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully, some of our stories and experiences do that. They just ignite hope for people. Like for me, I want people to have hope that there is another side to depression. There is Ooh. another side to the anxiety to that horrible dark cloud that really can sit on you there is actually you know bright skies there really is there's always you know i believe that the universe is wired uh for redemption what i mean by that is i believe that you could be dealt the worst card and look at that hand and say, uh, you know dealt the worst hand look at that hand and say oh you know it's just this. but i just believe there's actually a flip side every hand that you're dealt there's a flip side to it and so I think, um, you know, a lot of our stories and, and hopefully guests that we get on, it will do just that, you mm. know. Um, and also every hand you've dealt, someone's been dealt a worse hand. Someone's mm -hmm. been dealt a worse hand, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the other side with depression, is being grateful. Because you can't be grateful and depressed at the same you, time. It's apparently scientifically impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. And I was listening to that recently. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, the power of gratitude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I that's that's been a, a big mantra for me. Um, and I, I know it's a key word, and a lot of people talk about it, and um, for good reason, I would say. Um, I think it's a very powerful word, and it does remind you. Um, gratitude and humility tend to come hand in hand as 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 two words but i've i've held them held them very dear in the last um few years mm. um and I think they're very closely linked to mindset and actually how you deal with adversity and you know i i'm in some ways loath to use the word adversity because that is a lot of different things to a lot of different people, mm. clearly. And um, but you know, in terms of uh, just sort of getting through um, problematic times from within, if you like, how you how you deal with um, struggles and concerns and those voices in your head that and maybe a little bit negative or what have you. It's gratitude and humility is always the thing that I go back to. And um, it's it's been very powerful, mm. I have to say, very powerful. Um, I don't know if that's what's linked us as well, because we're travelling through life, and I don't know if it's this sort of age where you start to reflect a lot more. You know, when you're younger, you're busier. Mm -hmm. Life's pretty fast. Mm -hmm. There's no time to think, you know, and you can't necessarily relate to these things whereas now you you've lived a bit mm -hmm. you've lived a little you've got some experiences behind you and you can kind of what have I learnt from those experiences where am I going you know sit back and think a bit you get a bit wiser a bit older 
Mm. You start to slow down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I always feel like there is, you know, the, these moments of these conversations, they're so pregnant with, like, the, there's a baby in here. You know, like, mm. just literally it's just they're so they're so full of nourishment and um yeah sort of potential and yeah it's a very a, a lot of what i listen to the podcast and it's in it it is a great medium and i'm a big fan we started that didn't we with with um conversations about just listening to people listening to people talking um and listening to people talking about things that you do have a, you do have a, you lean towards it anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you're listening for its nourishment and you're searching for an identity sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of going, okay, it's a bit like, it's a bit like being into a band or something like that. You know, that's all linked to identity. It's all linked to mm. sort of, you know, this is this is something that I feel really, really connected to. And this is a message that I feel really, really connected to. Um, and there's, there are, there's a lot of talk that's like this conversation, but I think it's super important to kind of keep calcifying that message because when you turn on the news, there's also so much crap going on at the moment that, it's really, really important to whatever channel you have mm. to, to, to be having a positive conversation. Whether the record button is on or off, just in every interaction that you have, yeah. you know, to have that gratitude, to have that humility, to have that kindness and openness. Yeah, it's, um, been, it's been about three months since I stopped watching the news. Mm. Have you stopped? I've just stopped. Yeah, no, that's... I have no idea what's going on. Oh, you see, that's and that's it's really helped me. Yeah, I can imagine. I, just, I haven't, but I can imagine that that's like. I removed wow. the Sky News app from my phone. I or BBC News. I don't get any updates. I don't look at news. See, that's fascinating. I've completely. I love that. Okay. Eradicated it. Okay. And I feel a hell of a lot better. Where are you on social media, though? Do you? Do, 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 how does how does social media kind of link into that? It doesn't. It I, do. I go on there and put up what I need to for my podcast or our business, and I'm off. And you're off. Okay. I don't look at. Okay. I, I don't scroll. I don't. Okay. If there's a quick little notification that a client might have inquired, we'll right. quickly okay. reply to them. That's but a really healthy place to be. I, I, I really would recommend trying it for a week. Mm, a <laughs> detox. I really would. That's good. Well, maybe. Um, We'll get into that on a forthcoming episode, you know, just kind of looking at our mental diet. You know, I think that would be really interesting, actually. You know, our psychological um, malnutrition, maybe, you know. Um, One thing you're going to learn about Nate is the way he phrases things. It's just so cool. (laughs) I'll use very basic words. And he would just say, just the way he said that. (laughs) Psychological diet. I love that. That's oh. definitely got to be it, isn't it? That's, a, that's the brief. That's the brief. Uh, that's the brief of the next episode. But there's so much we could dive into there because I, I confess I am a scroller. Um, and scroller. With, <laughs> can I say that? Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. Um, You're a scroller. Scroller. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd really like to kind of unpack that because as much as I 
as much as I'd like to think that it's based around that, those positive messages and, you know, from, from sort of the mentorship area, I, I suspect that most of it probably isn't. We'll never come away from that feeling good. No. No. Even trying to find the positive messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the interesting. That's the that's the un unsocial media. Whoa. <laughs> there we go. There we go. You but have... I would like to also say that this is how the three of us are at work, in a corner, having a chat. We just get cut with time. <laughs> We do we get cut with the time. We have to go. I think this is the first time we've been able to just. It's so nice. Sit and turn. It's so nice really to nice. not think I've got to get back to work or oh, I've got an appointment or oh, I've got a meeting. Yeah, yeah, that was. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's very right. wholesome. Um, and so you've been listening to We Got Mail. I'm Nate. Paul. Share. And we got mail, and we look forward to joining you on an upcoming episode. Definitely. Very much looking forward to that. Super yeah. excited. See you soon. See you soon. Bye.